0: Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Manic Monday. Uh, with us today is our show regular Graham Payne. Welcome to the show, Graham.
1: Hello, Nick. Pleased to be
0: on. Um, we're going to chew over the cud of what was a very, very disappointing 2-0 loss up there at Bramall Lane on Saturday. Um, hopefully on a Monday, we can try and give a bit more of a considered view on it, listeners, when you record in the immediate aftermath of, uh, of a game. You can be a little bit, um, you know, it can be quite hard to, to see it with clear eyes. Um, I mean, Graham, I, I felt that the, the game seemed to turn on uh, a point that actually John Rankins made in the voice, which I'm going to play in a moment um on the on, uh, on leadership natural let's let's run that voicemail now listeners and then we'll come back to graham afterwards hi
2: nick john rankin here just reporting in after a grueling day um uh, sheffield united it was a very very poor show millwall were down uh 2-0 down after about 15 minutes and I have to say, Sheffield United did an absolute job on Jake Cooper. Um, they, the forwards would not leave him alone. They were like wasps, uh, you know, um, around uh, an animal trying to uh, get it in, bite him every time he got the ball in defence, and he grumbled. Uh, the, the first goal was uh, pressure applied on their press to Jake Cooper and the second goal was a a woeful back pass by Cresswell I haven't seen the replay I'm just recalling from memory Cresswell should have been taken off he lost his head he was just a different player from the one who debuted at the Den he was absolutely awful and really not his fault I think the occasion just got too much to it for him it was a packed Sheffield United and they were pressing us and they were playing very well and he couldn't get near the ball. Uh, Himself and Cooper were hesitating, they were mixing um, challenges up. It was woeful defensive performance and to be honest with you, Millwall, as you know, we aren't a club that score a lot of goals and it was all over after 15 minutes. Uh, We all knew there was no way we were coming back. We just weren't in the game. Second half, different ball game. We came out and we huffed and we puffed, creating activity around the box, but no clear-cut chances. We had lots of corners and set-pieces, but they just completely did a job again on on Jake Cooper and Cresswell. Well, he he should have gone off at half-time. you know, even with Cooper acting as a decoy, Cresswell didn't really uh, get his head to the ball. He had a couple of chances in the box and just completely fluffed them. There were no real standout performances. The main thing is um, there was a lack of leadership there was a real lack of leadership on the pitch, and I have to say a lack of leadership from the bench. I mean, Gary Rowett made two substitutions with 10 minutes to go, and we were 2-0 down. Um, Stoke used their substitutions after about 50, 55 minutes, and they were firmly in control. It was a, a bad, bad performance, and I think... You know, Gary Rowett and his staff, as they're referred to, have got to sit down and think. We we missed George Honeyman yesterday, and I think Sean Hutchinson should have played. There was nothing really up front. I mean, you know, um, we got hold of the ball, we moved it around, but we only managed to move it around until we lost it. And then they launched another attack. Sheffield were moving the ball up the pitch 60 yards in, you know, a few seconds. And they were just marching through us in the middle. Very bad day at the office, mill wall. Don't know what to make of it, really. Come on, you Lions.
0: So, yeah, Graham, John makes a great point there about leadership, lack of on the field and lack of off-field leadership on Saturday. Do you think he got it right?
1: He got it spot on in my eyes, definitely. Yeah, It's been, a, to me, this, this away form, I know it's Sheffield, it's an hard game, but this, the away form now is becoming a, a major issue. And he, he doesn't seem to know how to do anything about it. I mean, and the leadership, I, I, you know, you it is a big problem, I think. Cooper is not a, a leader, is he?
0: John, I, I mean, I, I, what I thought with John's voicemail, which I thought was very accurate, and thank you to to John for sending that in, um, because it struck me thinking about the game today that we we got imposed upon. They they they, especially in the first half, where we we basically, uh, I think John puts it, that we crumbled, and we did crumble because um, Sheffield were quicker, faster, more powerful. You know, Gary Rowett in the post-match interview that he did was talking about Jake getting pushed in the build-up to uh, the move that led to the first goal, which was a crucial moment, really, in in retrospect, Um, which is fine. I I, I get that you can, you know, if you get pushed and the referee really ought to give a foul, but you don't always get those. But it's just struck me that that's the very thing Sheffield have pushed us around. We should be going there to push them around. We didn't go there with that mindset. And that seems to me to be um, the squad weren't prepared to match fire with fire in the build-up, which comes back to Gary Rowett. I, I don't want to turn this into a a, a Rowett fest because he gets enough anyway from, from many, many different places. But you've got to look at the manager and his prep and his own in-game decision-making there, uh, Graham. To me, it's, it's an error what we saw yeah, Saturday.
1: definitely. I also think, I mean, you think back the, the game against Sheffield United at home last season was that long ago. Mm. And what they did to us on Saturday, we did to them at the den. And I just think the manager and the players remembered that. And they set about, you know, making sure it didn't happen there. And I think I totally agree with John. They were all around Cooper. Like, you know, they weren't going to let him settle. It was no way, he was, you know, he was going to have a free row coming in for corners or anything. They knew their danger man was. And I I still think it it, it did stem back a bit to that game at the Den, you know, uh, towards the end of last season.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, last week against Stoke, we've gone from heroes to zeros, really, haven't we? Down the earth of a bump. Uh, Heroes are turned into chumps. Um, In the group chat, in one week. (laughs) Very, very (laughs) Millwall. And also the message from Ben Anthony. Thank you to Ben. He said, only Millwall can have an injury crisis by match day two, <laughs> <laughs> he calls it the, the curse of Bobby Backache, who is the uh, the famous coach at Calmont, uh, well, the physio, wasn't he, at, at, at Calmont Road, the curse of Bobby Backache lives on. Yeah. Um, we have come down to earth of a bump. I mean, what struck me also was last week's hero was was uh, Leeds' Loney, Charlie Cresswell, who um, was kind of uh, all-conquering all- last week. And this week, he's he, – I don't know if the – if the giddiness of um, you know suddenly achieving instant stardom at Millwall has gone to his head, but it was he, he looked a shadow of last week's player. I mean, it was his second. Uh, the second goal was down to his wayward pass there, Graham. We can talk was, about yeah. Jack, Jake getting pushed around, but you know, a, a good a good solid defender um, steps up to the plate and, and helps his uh, his partner out. And I think that Cresswell fell a bit short for me on Saturday.
1: I, he did for me, and all. Nick and I think maybe what you said, maybe what happened the, f- the first game, scoring two goals, and maybe it's gone gone to his head a little bit. But you know, he's a young guy, and he and hopefully, you know, he'll set, he'll learn from that, come back stronger, obviously. But I mean, that first half was one well, was shocking, wasn't it? It really was. You know, I suppose we're
0: missing George Honeyman. I uh, was already come. I mean, he's only played one game for us, listeners, and or won the bit, I suppose, if you throw in the. Uh, kind of just over half of, of a game at Cambridge. But George Honeyman, um, Graham, looks like an instant classic to me. He's like he's always been a wall player and we've missed him. I think that's quite... Uh, you, you can't have it that you can miss one player that much. That's, that's, a, that's a problem because we can all fall under a bus, can't we? And, you know, who do you mm. replace that person with? But we certainly missed his drive and his um, tenacity on Saturdays. We, we lacked that badly in the first half. And I think we... We improved in the second half, but um, you know, I think we, we still didn't quite bring the um, uh, the four hundred percent game that we saw against uh, Stoke. So, thankfully, um, I think honey will be back again um, if he stays fit, um, keeps out the Cowmont Road butcher's shop. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> he'll be back again against Coventry. this coming Saturday because we badly needed him on Saturday, didn't we?
1: But also, I, I know it's, it's it's been ongoing for. We, to me, we still still lack creativity from open badly.
2: play. Badly, badly, and
1: that yeah, badly, and that is going to be a big problem. I feel for us this season. I do because I'm not going on about Jed again. I mean, just, but there is no like, Jed. Obviously, was blue hot and cold, but he was our main man, and he at times he could create. But there is no one. I, I know George Hanneman is a good player,
0: but really? he's
1: not. He's, He's not more functional. Go on He's more
0: functional. Functional. That's the word, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jed, Jed and would do the um the unexpected. Um, although well, someone made a good point, and I saw it on Twitter earlier on that Charlie Cresswell's two goals, last week against Stoke, and I can't remember who made this point, but thank you, whoever you are, out there that said this. Um, tops Jed's goal contribution for the last eight months or something prior to him leaving. I don't think oh. he scored. Two goals. I'd have to check that, but anyway, it's yeah. a snark, snarky point. But um, we 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 do need that ability to produce the unexpected, uh, Graham. And yeah. this comes back to Gary Rowett for me, anyway. Um, interesting to listeners think. But his is desire to, or not desire, is, is in an unwillingness to. Uh, Not to make substitutions. I mean, to bring on Tyler, who is the only other person I can think of in our suddenly short looking squad that can do the unexpected, and he did look, um, you know, sharp when he came into the game, but he didn't bring him until it was about eight or nine minutes to go. And um, it's asking a lot of the boy to come in and make that amount of influence, isn't it? It's it's uh, eight or
1: nine minutes, you know, what chances he got to.
0: In, I thought you could come escape. in at half time, didn't you? I thought, yeah. I thought at half time so. yeah. um Yeah, we're ch- we chasing yeah. two goals at Bramall Lane, not easy, and we were looking very predictable. Um, in fact, I, I said to Neil on on Saturday the, the the Sheffield commentary team that I tuned into who are very irritating listeners. I mean, you, you, if you listen to Max and to Carl, think you're lucky stars you do because when you listen to these away teams, believe me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I should have muted it. Um, <laughs> but they, at one point, the point they did make was that Billy Mitchell's long throws was just so because they're not quite long throws and they weren't dangerous no. long throws. And they made the point why are we persisting with them. And this is from from them, from the opponents. And I couldn't think of a particularly good answer because we never looked really dangerous from a Billy Mitch or any of our even a Ryan Leonard long throw. Even Ryan right. Leonard, they don't they don't they don't come at speed into the six yard box like you see other teams. You know we have spe- specialist long throw merchants, um, and we, so I don't know why we persist with them. So, and I think we need more imagination. This is going to come down to Gary Rowett and maybe his, his willingness, if he if he can, to admit that he's got a bit of a creative problem, and we we need to get some even some help and advice or bring in players that can do it. He doesn't seem to trust the creative somehow, does he?
1: No, and I I, I listened to the, the post match of Neil, and he made the point of, We've got no attacking-minded um, coaches at all, have we? They're all defenders. Defenders, Maybe, you know, they're all defenders. Every one of his backroom staff is a defender, and you know, we need something. And yet the other thing, and all with, with Tyler, he, he gives you some pace as well, which is something we also lack. And if we're going to try and break it on a team, you need pace. And he brought, you know, he
0: brought willingness to take a risk. He brought yeah. some pace. Um, We didn't see, and we haven't really seen enough of Isaac Alofay really to know the strength of the boy, in my opinion, so far. Um, So I'm going to leave him to one side. Um, I don't know whether, uh, um, I I don't know, I think Neil said it, that I don't know if Gary Rarrett fancies them, but we really trust them. Um, Tyler, to me, looks like exactly the kind of player that we need now that Jed's gone, because he will, and has enough about himself, his own self-confidence, ground, Because so you need a bit of willingness yeah. to make a mistake, because you're going to get slaughtered if, especially by our our fans. Uh, yeah. If you if you try and you fail, you know. <laughs> um. But you've got to keep making a comeback from that. You have got to pick the ball up and run to that, that players. Oh. And he he's got it. He can do it. He, yeah. He, our best chance was from a, I think he made a run into the box. Um. Late yeah, he did. And I thought, well, here we go. You know, we got we got some action going at last. Um, but it, it seems to me that Gary Rowett, for some reason, um, wants he, he favours the functional over the imaginative. Which I mean, some some listeners out there will probably be saying, "Where have you been for the last three years, Nick?" Because that's, that's <laughs> what you what, yeah. club, what, what club have you been watching? But uh, that is, that's where we need to bring something. So we're, we're not far short, Graham. I still maintain we're no. not far short but we do need we that need, extra something.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, I read today on the is it news at Den that mm. he's saying, Rowett, that we're in talks for more players. He obviously didn't name names and was, what, how far we're down the line. But, we, you know, he must see that we need two, or I'd say at minimum two, possibly three more players.
0: Especially yeah, was the way
1: we seem to pick up injuries as well.
0: There was a great yeah. um, post, Dan Poor, I've kept your name, Dan, uh, on, on Twitter. He says, if our transfer window is finished, we're going to struggle. Too many players are made of glass. So Dan's making the point that we, we're suffering with injuries, which is a, a fair point. We do have some one or two players that seem to be quite fragile. But I, I, I also I, I do take that point that if, if our transfer business is now closed, which... Um, I and Gary Rapp's not saying that. He's saying we're in talks. I don't know who with who or what about <laughs> what they're talking about. I don't know. But we <laughs> we've got fixtures in August that are going to get away from us. Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's 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 Coventry. There's there's, there's about four, uh, three or four more fixtures in August. With the window, I believe, closes at the end of August. Well, I did, you f- wanted...
1: Coventry Saturday, Swansea Tuesday, Big
0: Friday yeah, next week. So. and we have the problem now there's no there's nine points that are going to go astray um if we're not careful um it's not panic stations but we do some urgency on the transfer front it it just seems a little bit drifty I, i don't know um i suppose nobody could have foreseen the injury crisis um maybe i don't know we do have a lot of our forward line out of action at the minute and it's a gutty one to Lucy and Fleming. It's very mill wall though, Graham. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? I it, really. I
1: it. You know, <laughs> amount of time, you know, i am trying to think back, but there's been other times where they've signed a player and within two weeks he's injured and you know, you, you don't see him for ages. But hopefully that's not the case with uh, Fleming. But
0: I mean We're the, talking about Bradshaw two, two or three weeks. I don't know. Um, yeah, Bradshaw, Bradshaw no. to
1: me is very injury. You know, you look at the time he's been at Millwall. He's had, he's had, he had one seat where he hardly played for the whole season. Last right. year he was injured. He's got injured again. You know, and I, I, I said I think when we had that uh, pod in that during the uh, summer that, you know, we we definitely should have should be getting another fold in for that reason. Because you are then relying on, Lafay and and, uh, and you know and Ophobie. That's the only two we've got. I
0: mean, I, I, I'm I'm thinking for Saturday. I mean, I. I I personally, Gary Rowett, I'm sure, don't tune into our show and get Nick's thoughts and advice on selection. He might do Graham, won't he? He (laughs) He'll get Harry's one. I don't know. I mean, I would start Tyler. You know, we were crying out on on, on Saturday for something different. Um, And Tyler, I believe, if memory serves, correct me if I'm wrong, has just signed an extended contract. So... He's seen as part of our of our group. He's not going to go out on loan or anything like that. I'm that's what I'm taking from that. So, you know, he's got to start at some point. And it's then up to up to the boy to to impose himself on a game and and, and take take some um take some risks and, and, and get forward like we know he can. I'd certainly want to see some something a little bit more um a little bit more pizzazz on, on Saturday. Because thinking back to the Stoke game, ground that was, you know, two set-piece goals, wasn't it? Two from corners. You
1: can't just rely on set-pieces all the time. You know, you need a... Well, you do. You're not going to score goals every game on a you know, no, set-pieces, no. are you?
0: you no. Know? But, what about the boy Cresswell? I mean, looking forward to yeah. Saturday. Let's help Gary with his selection sheet. Graham, I mean Hutchinson's fit I, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe bring Hutch back um, not to punish Cresswell particularly, he had a poor game on Saturday um, I just wonder whether the the whole giddy excitement as we've called it already, has got a little bit too much for him, maybe it wouldn't hurt him just to you know, to, to sit on the bench and, and watch one um, just I, think to, uh, that, I think he Hutchinson, will do that
1: Nick Hutchinson, I'm and
0: Wallace on the back
1: Yeah, I think he was going to play um, Hutchinson against Stoke uh, until he picked up the injury on the Friday. And I think he'd already told Cresswell that he's not going to be in the, the side for Saturday. So mm. I think he will re- uh, go back to his tried and trusted back three, as, as we call him, um, for Saturday. Yeah. But I, like you, would like to see Tyler start. But whether he'll pick him on, I'm not so sure. But yeah, I would like to see him start on Saturday.
0: We'll see. I mean, yeah. Savile. I'm just looking at uh, Doug in Stockholm that texted me saying uh, Savile was his man that a match on Saturday. I think he probably was the the one player that um, you know came out of a little bit of uh, credit from Saturday. I'd like to see Savile start. Um would like know, to see Tyler get a chance. Um, Oh, Mason Bennett up front. I like Mason, like him a lot. But you're you're, you're waiting for him to pull up at some stage aren't you? and hobble off for some attention <laughs> and be out for a week yeah. or two. You know, it's it's, um, it's it's weird. I mean, the the, the pre-season fizz has is gone, doesn't it? In a, in an instant, Graham. It's it's quite Millwall in that in that style. It's
1: it, it definitely yeah, definitely Millwall, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All the optimism after the Stoke game, as I said, in a week has just fizzled away. I know the the Cambridge result. I mean, I wasn't too bothered about going out of the Caribou Cup, but it was just the performance. You know, I didn't see it, but you just read the reports, and you know, there didn't seem much urgency. No, it's it's
0: the manner of the defeat, I think, rather than the defeat. I mean, any any Millwall fan don't mind getting beat if you get. If you get beat with the right going down fighting, I think that's probably what yeah. we didn't see enough of Saturday. Certainly, in the first half, we we did raise our game in a second. But as we've been saying all through this podcast, it's that lack of that lack of cutting edge creativity in front of goal, um, which um, has been a you know a curse on us for some some years now. really, we haven't really. I would say we struggled with it, haven't we, for many many years now?
1: I think I, I would say well. All the years we've probably been in back in the championship, I would say we've struggled, really. I know we've had a few purple patches, like when, you know, the first season back where we almost made the playoffs. We went on that run and we scored a few goals. But creativity-wise, I think we've struggled big time since we've, you know, been back in the championship. For me, it's always been a problem. You know, that we've never had that midfield player or number 10, call them what you like, who's going to get the ball... And do something different, beat a man, you know, and create something. We just never, we just ne- we dif- never seem to find
0: it. I suppose that was that was the um, the purpose of, of Zian Fleming um, currently uh, carrying a knock. He's going to be out for a few weeks yet, so um, we'll have to wait to yeah, see. Yeah, obviously, you know, we've got what, to give him a, him a
1: chance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've only seen him for what was it? Ten minutes, lot was it? Ten minutes
0: last Saturday. Against it was Herberson? ten minutes on Saturday, and I, I saw him for a bit in the second half against Hammerby. And he's, you know, he looks a strong boy. He's big, and he's he's clearly got um, imagination. It's it, as we've been saying with Cresswell in, in a way. I mean, um, the likes of Shackleton and Cresswell look like good players, but it's producing it consistently. Um, yeah. And you know that we've, maybe we've seen why Leeds have loaned him out to get that because that's going to be. You know, if he if he can't if he can't produce what he, what he, he showed he can produce talking about Cresswell here um, on a regular basis, then you're not much used to a manager. And I think that's what they've sent him to us to to acquire. Um, the I think the thing with Zian Zian Fleming is is again the same um, consistency because you're coming from a, a a league that has some very good um, players in it, and but probably in terms of depth, the Dutch league doesn't really. Match the championship in in terms of regularity of of contests, Graham, and I think that's going to be his yeah. culture shock when he when he hits the ground finally after after getting back from injury. Um, yeah, let's
1: hope it's not not too long, you know, that he's
0: out. No, so I mean, Coventry are coming up next Saturday. we the fizz has gone flat we we probably, probably do a good win now, aren't we, after all this yeah. misery? <laughs> we'll
1: have a good win Saturday and I'll be back up running again, won't
0: it? And then we'll be winning the league on Monday. We'll, I'll get <laughs> Harry back on. The HMS Piss the Leagues <laughs> launched again from the uh, from sorry docks, um, or what, what remains of the docks. Um, I'm going to play us out now with another um, voicemail received from, from Jim Littler. Big thank you to Jim. I'm going to do my best with the sound quality. Jim, if you ever want to send me another one, mate, call call me. I've sent you my number. Call me. Don't use your car in car one. But I'll do my best with it. So hopefully it's it's listenable. And so big thank you to to Graham. I appreciate your time, mate. Thank you for that.
1: Well, cheers, Nick. Thanks a lot.
0: And a huge thank you to you two listeners for, for tuning in. Until Friday. I'm going to come back Friday with Neil for our Summit for the weekend show, ahead of the Coventry fixture. Um, until then. From Graham and myself, as a river Dirty meal. and bye for now.
3: Achtung! Millwall. Lion J1
0: from Twitter,
3: Jim and Benjamin, just travelling back from Sheffield. Uh, very poor performance today. First half was just like last season. No fight, no zest. Just looked lost. When I saw the lineup, I had doubts that we'd. Uh, do very well today and so crew. second half was better, but it just shows how much we're going to miss Honeyman without his energy in midfield, then we're going to struggle again. We don't know what Fleming is going to bring yet, because he got injured. Poor Danny Matt played well today, don't know what the, what the contract is, but really very few today about that game with any credit what do you think then terrible I'm being honest It was one of the worst performances that I've ever seen like I've seen a couple bad ones but today i just absolutely shocking. so we go again next week commentary at home we need to get back on track but I just wonder with Gary Rowan these ways that he sets our team up away from home just look wrong from the start. So we'll see where we go, Nick. All the best.
0: Cheers. No One Likes Us clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, t shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor Pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt no-loo clothing www.noonelikesus.co.uk